0: For Hunter and I recap this week's episode of Survivor Winners at War, here's a few words from our sponsors. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
1: <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky.
0: hello and welcome survivor fans to the rotten coconut podcast a podcast covering all things cbs's survivor i'm your host logan of HedrickFiles.com. joining me from his star trailer up north hunter bro how the hell you doing
1: what's up logan coming to you from the woods of oregon uh escaped san francisco for the quarantine living in a in a meth trailer? No, just kidding. On that, the meth Dude,
0: stuff. honestly, if this were like a zombie apocalypse, you would have made completely the right move. Getting out of the city, <laughs> dude, you got to get into some isolated location.
1: Yeah, yeah, I have my, like, digs out here. My whole life, everything that I brought just lives in this trailer with me, which is why it's a little bit disgusting right now, but...
0: <laughs> hey, you're still Whatever. rocking the work-from-home life, though, so that's a good thing. I
1: am, yeah. This is my trailer-slash-office, which... Um, which has been actually really easy, considering that uh my alternative would be hanging out with my parents Dick and Susan during the work day, so this is actually ideal <laughs>
0: um well, okay, so actually the very first thing I wanted to address about this like two hour episode, okay, hold on, I gotta crack
1: this yeah over. how'd you uh how' did you enjoy last night? I wanna dude, I fucking loved it. it's
0: like this. If I could honestly have done two hours every single week of Winners at
1: War, don't couldn't you? Yeah, I could have. T- I could have done that too. And you know what? Mm-hmm. If they actually extended the amount of time that they have in the episodes, maybe they could have brought a few more really clutch winners back and had a twenty-four person cast or something. True. I mean, and just kind a I, few I, double boots.
0: I mean, I I agree with that, and I think that's a good point. But just given the circumstances that they did it with 20 people, 20 winners and all the footage that they had, like, don't you think they could have gone to CBS? The the production team had been like, listen, there is so much good stuff here that we should do 90 minutes. We should do two hours every week. Like the challenge, I just got off the horn with Allie. We were talking about the 90 minute episodes. And honestly, if you haven't watched this week, total filler episode, total bullshit. One of the worst episodes of the
1: challenge ever. No, so I should, Uh, pass Well you, you you can
0: watch it with one eye open like they spend 45 minutes at the challenge
1: I know my it's really busted right my boy Jay gets busted and then yeah not I a, looked at Twitter so I feel like I have an idea of where where people are coming from with the episode but
0: Not the best episode for Jay but my point being um uh, I wonder if they originally had planned for this two for this week to be a 2 hour night a two episode i guess it's in in the scheme of things like when you rewatch i guess this would just be considered one episode though uh but i wonder if they had always planned it to be two hours or because of the quarantine or like some last minute thing been like well we could actually pump in like another 40 minutes of content in here do you think they did that have you heard anything about that
1: i haven't heard anything about that but that's a good point um yeah no i i i'm not sure i think that there's a lot of times that especially the season where there wasn't enough context around what was going on with the votes and we didn't see enough to really understand my
0: point what exactly, happened yeah
1: so i think you make a really good point and especially when you're saying yeah could they have gone to cbs and made the case for this especially if they knew that that uh covid was going to happen because i think that jeff probes planned this right <laughs> sorry just <laughs> any mystic conspiracy right there but um but yeah, no, I would have, I mean, this is the highlight of my week right now, at least when it comes to content that I'm taking in. So, right. I mean, uh,
0: well, first point, first retort, uh, obviously Jeff Probst is high up in, uh, you know, some, some sort of cult or some sort of, uh, Illuminati planning uh, and death. yeah, exactly. He, he's Everyone's, a wicked or that. something. <laughs> um, Okay, so Ali and I ran super long in the intro because we were just trying to burn time because we didn't really want to talk about the episode. So I will just say this: uh, as of you. last <laughs> as of last week, we've got the Rotten Coconut merch up on the site, HedrickFiles.Threadless.com. Uh, Hunter, we got to get an order in for you. We got to get you some some nice threads. On I there.
1: know, I know. I gotta get a, I gotta get a shirt. I've just been so busy with my um my relocation that I haven't thought of that but this is honestly the perfect place to order any merch, any of our listeners from Oregon, because there is no sales tax. (laughs) Good Um, point. Yeah. So, or if you're from California and I actually know you in person, you can order it to my parents' house and I will bring it back to you in (laughs) a month. So uh, DM me if you're interested in that route as well. Uh, I did a
0: giveaway over the weekend for a couple of rotten coconut shirts. So make sure you're following me at Hedrick files on Twitter. So you don't miss all of these awesome giveaways. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that's all we've got for the preamble. There is a lot to discuss on this week's episode of Survivor. We're here to chat about Winners at War, episode 13, titled The Penultimate Step of the War, which I think is a line that Jeremy actually says
1: early on. I was like, ooh, that's badass. Yeah, Jeremy said that, and it's really funny that they used it because it's like, okay, yeah, you're literally just describing you know where this lands as an episode too <laughs>
0: right but it's still like, like a little he how
1: far he was in the in the season very meta i guess he was watching himself say that and knew that it was going to get written down as the yeah, title true. exactly
0: uh okay so yeah like i said we have a ton to chat about i got six pages of notes here um so let's just take it from the posted. top <laughs> you what
1: and I have one Post-it note with with four words on it because I wanted to remember one of the more savage points that I wanted to make during this um during this whole conversation. But I'll, I'll hold off. Can't Probably. can't wait
0: to hear that one. Uh, I don't think we need Perhaps to go. My sp- hottest take ever. <laughs> oh shit! I'm down for some spiciness. Uh, we don't need to go scene by scene. There is like so many little details that I wrote down. So we'll kind of try to paint it with the broad strokes. But uh. I think this was an incredible episode. First of all, for my girl, Michelle, like she was the fucking star of this, despite being in the minority of both votes. And she even has self declared that she has been on the wrong side of essentially every vote for the entire season.
1: It's funny. I loved, um, kind of Tony's conversation on Michelle and then Michelle's self-awareness of herself because they were, Really just saying the same exact thing where he's just like, Michelle doesn't even know what she's going on, what's going on. She doesn't <laughs> know where any of the folks are going. Uh, normally that person you'd want to take to the end because they don't know what's happening. But we got to get rid of her. And then Michelle's like, everyone's trying to get rid of me. I don't even know what's going on. I'm aligned with no one.
0: <laughs> I did so not I, I understand that line from Tony so at all. I, I didn't get why. What? he He declares her a goat in one sentence and then finishes it by saying, but you she's not the type that you want at the end. What does he mean by
1: that I think that um, I don't think that he was saying he he um i I think that he just has a harder time dragging her to the end as a goat versus someone like Ben who's actually voting with him right because in right. a sense like
0: He's got his own Even though
1: Michelle and Tony have had similar votes, she's never been a part of the votes, but um, he doesn't have any control over what she's doing, right? So he wants to go with people that he can control more.
0: I also think he means goat in a different sense than like the traditional, you did nothing to get here. We brought you to the end because you will receive no votes. I think in his mind it's like, She would receive no votes at the end because she was on the wrong side of so many of these tribals, but not because she's a bad player who we wanted to bring to the end. That's the only, like, logical steps I can kind of make to understand that that sentence he said.
1: Should we just go on a little tangent on Michelle right now? Because... The thing I I was standing her so hard last night, and I thought she had an incredible night, right? Oh, what an um, edit, man! What a fucking the, edit. And and that's the that's like the thing too is that I want to see her just wreck it, like I want to see her do well, but I'm also rooting for her from an underdog position, right? Like I want her to continue on and continue to make it further because she's the most unlikely person right now and hasn't made hasn't put herself in the situation like that gets her to winning right you but don't I don't there, see that path
0: is there a blueprint in the past is there a previous winner who has essentially been like completely on the outs of the major alliance and and gotten to the final 3 as a min- minority and won like you know, I, I'm I'm no historian, but I, I would imagine that that is probably the hardest type of game to play and win.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, Ben is actually one of those winners. That's what I was going to
0: mention because he, he won a, a lot of. Or he didn't win a lot of immunity yeah, so challenges. You, he he played a lot of idols, right?
1: He played a lot of idols. Um, but yeah, you and, and there's a f- other people that came from that point, too. So you're you're right. That isn't that isn't like a losing archetype or a losing scenario, but it's really where um, someone is targeted early and and their target can only continue to get bigger, which Michelle is uh, kind of in that point right now, but there's still scenarios where, you know, she doesn't win immunity and someone else goes home because they're just the smarter person to take out at that Mm -hmm. point in time um, versus someone like Ben, if he wasn't, if he was unprotected, then he would 100% have gone home at any of the tribals that he was going to. And that's the underdog where you're like, oh, wow, you really had to like scrape yourself here. And with Michelle, I think it's a little different because she was only start, she- they only started targeting her very recently. And um, she's still not like clearly not the biggest threat in the game. I don't know what they see around that, but she does just appear to be an easy vote for them. I
0: think it's we're actually seeing a fundamental change in the way that the game is played, and I don't necessarily know if it'll carry over moving forward. But mm-hmm. I think tr- there is a big conspiracy theory about this that that we will later discuss at length. Trust me, dear listener. Okay, that um, before I jump into that though, so <laughs> <laughs> I've got a lot. The T Logan. Tea. I've got a lot I've got a lot of thoughts running through my head. Let me let me see how I can get this across. Okay, so the reason that Tony wants to get out someone, even though he considers them a GOAT, being Michelle, is that the alliance that he made with Ben and Sarah runs so deep and so strong between the three of them that it's like each of them will make their own little power moves within that alliance to declare themselves as the why they think they should be the winner. But I think you can only make it to the final three or to the end of a season like Winners at War with your core strong alliance. You get what I'm saying? Like, I don't think there's, you know, of course, we don't know what's going to happen and Michelle could go on and, and win Immunity and... Something could happen where she ends up in the final three. My point is that he has the mentality that you can only make it to the final three of a a cutthroat season like Winners at War with these people that you have super, super deep ties with. Like you can't be bringing a goat. Like you can only make it to the end via a trio that you've been with since day one.
1: The people that you'll never turn on. And, and and in this case, too, it's not since day one. It's since day one of Kageyan, right? Right, because yeah. Because the whole point of this season, too, is that... And, it, and they're not shying away from it or anything, but there's so much pre-gaming and pre-existing relationships that you're right. That is... Especially with a returning season, I think that that might be something that carries on, even in the way that they edit it and portray things. Because... Um it's so obvious at this point, right? And it's not a bad thing. It's just some it's a reality of the situation. Of course people would rather have it be everything more play, like level within the context of the game, but um at the same time it's it's stupid to neglect the fact that that's just a reality of what a returning season's going to be, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so you ready for the conspiracy theory then?
1: Yeah, I'm so ready as soon as <laughs> I know, like wait, uh I'm not I'm not going to wait for this. You better tell me right now. So
0: it's not like wild and crazy. It's not something like super insane. But both Diana and a friend of mine on Twitter, big shout out Rob, uh, one of the hosts of the Challenge Chronicles podcast, hit me up in the DMs and was like, bro, I've got a theory for you. And he told me, and I was like, holy shit, Diana just said the same thing to me. That's crazy. Because of how much... Tony has alluded to his previous relationship with Sarah from Cagayan and second chances.
1: Oh. Can and I interrupt? You? sure. <laughs> Diane and I were texting last night and I, we said this exact same thing. Okay. So, you know, our text. So I, yeah. Know, yeah. Go ahead. So,
0: so be- because of how much he's talked about him and Sarah, like have chatted before this season started. And then I think the most damning evidence for this is, is when Michelle, who knows she's at the very bottom and is like, I need to figure out who's at the bottom of the power alliance and try to bring him over. She talks to Sarah and she's like, you know what? Uh, It's looking like Tony's going to win this. He has been the puppet master. He, behind the scenes, controlling every big move. He now, you know, she doesn't know that he has an immunity and has been doing the the spy shack shit, but like she knows that he is undoubtedly going to be the winner of all of she she, he's at the top of the hierarchy. And Mm -hmm. then Sarah to immediately not even ever internalize that information and think on it and be like, well, that is actually sort of a smart play. I need to get Tony out at, at some point right here. She doesn't do any of that. The very first thing, at least in the edit, what they show us is she goes straight to the group and blabs everything that Michelle just said to her said, wow, Michelle just told me that you're unbeatable, that you're the best, that that you're going to get all the votes here. So for that to happen, and for her to be that egregious about it, kind of points, or at least begs the question of like, did Tony and Sarah have some sort of preseason deal where they're going to cut the other one a check, whoever wins? Like, th- that they guarantee both, they-, they guarantee themselves they will get some money because they're going to, Try their hardest to make it to the final three as final two of the final three and uh, not worry about who wins because th- this is like a classic Johnny Evan Kenny, J E K dynasty move on the challenge of like, mm-hmm. you know what, man, no no matter how this final goes, I'm going to cut you some money. Like they, th- that rumor has been out there for years. So do you think that Sarah and Tony have a preseason deal that, The winner will cut the loser a check. And that is why Sarah is so gung-ho to go to the final three with Tony, who has clearly made the stronger and more impactful resume this season.
1: Yeah, no. um, Like I was saying, I was texting with Diana, and I literally sent, I think that Tony and Sarah have a handshake deal going on, and if he wins, she gets a million and he gets a million. Or at least, like, some amount, right? And that's what I, that's, as as I I'm thinking. That, man. I looked up and she had said the exact same thing. <laughs> I was like, all right, Great we're minds, on, on the page with this. But yeah, no, I think that that's a complete possibility. And I mean, I think it would be a really ingenious setup for them, right? Because basically, you're doubling your odds in the game. You don't make as much, but you're doubling the probability that you actually go there or um win, right? Because But isn't it yeah, doesn't it undercut the like
0: very nature of the game of Survivor but by doing this? No,
1: yeah, no, I, I'm saying that for them it would be a smart thing for them to do. To, yeah. But I, I think that it's a really fucked up thing in the context of Survivor because that really ruins the game for the viewers, which is who it's ultimately for, right? Like it's ultimately produced for the people who are watching it. And mm-hmm. if we don't think that everyone's out to play for themselves and that there's, you know, side stuff going on uh, where they're actually paying each other out to win, then it's, it's you know, really fake, right? That's, that's not the real game.
0: Yeah, and, and, you know, I just mentioned the, like, Johnny Evan Kenny thing. And I, I heard that before I even, like, got into Challenge Twitter. I just... Through through the ether of you know talking to a couple people online about challenge stuff that that topic came up so it's like that is also why <laughs> I don't know how to say this without sa- sounding like sanctimonious and like holier than thou but like I I've always considered Survivor to be on kind of you know like a different tier and to be like a more prestigious type of reality TV game where you know I love the challenge and I I, I embrace it for like its trashiness but it's like. I've always kind of been okay with people who, who push the line of what's legal or not in the game and like cutting deals with people and Johnny, Evan and Kenny running the house and being assholes and being like, you know what? Like we're the reason this show is fucking successful. So like, sure, I'll cut you a check. I don't care. Uh, but survivor I've always been like, yeah, that is like prestige TV. It's on CBS. It's like, it's like, uh, what's, what's the word for it? Uh, it's like appointment television, like you gotta be watching this because it is the premier social experiment out there, and it has this crazy you know million dollar now two million million dollar prize so for just the thought to be crawling in my head that like Sarah and Tony yep. have some sort of you know cheap cheating ish slimy preseason deal like uh really makes me uneasy and disappointed.
1: There's gotta be something in the in the legal contracts that they sign that they can't do side deals like that though, too, right? Would because think. But like imagine this. You're you're at the final four, you don't know how to make fire, but you play the best game ever, and someone else wins immunity, and you just say to them, Hey, I'll give you two hundred thousand dollars if you take me and make yeah, these other just people. Straight up collusion. Yeah, that's bullshit. Like that there's no there's no way that the producers would hear something like that and be like, oh, OK, this I mean, it's there's got to be some legality in that. Right. I don't know. You would something, think, hey, that- hey, I, yeah. I've been I've been
0: kicked out of fantasy football leagues for doing less. So,
1: oh, wow. <laughs> Rebel. Okay. I didn't um, even know they booted you. Wow.
0: Oh, yeah, man. I, I was the ultimate colluder at times. Wow. I was like, yo, you can have your money back if you trade me your best player for, like, one of my shittiest players. And then everyone else in the league was like, wow, that's not suspicious at all.
1: Yeah, you're out. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll keep an eye on you in our uh, Survivor Fantasy League, even though much harder to cheat in that.
0: Well, can we get a uh, a recap of where everyone stands? Or at least, you know, that the that the listeners know. So, I have Sarah and Michelle going into the final fucking night. I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, I definitely think if either of them are there with Tony, they have no chance of winning, but I think one of those two girls for sure will be in the
1: final three. I'm pretty confident on that. So Diana's winning. She has 59 points and all that she has left is Ben. And then you're at fifty-eight points with the the two girls, right? And then I'm uh, just below you at fifty-five points with uh, only Tony left on the board, right? She and- Diana lost
0: Jeremy in the in the first part of this episode, and then is still left with Ben, who I think, at least Diana and I, uh, ubiquitously agree that like he, no matter who he gets there with, will receive zero votes. He is the goat of this season.
1: Yeah, Ben is a tough one for sure because – and he, he even brings it up in this episode. People are just not – Riddle really, Riddle me this. If yeah. it's Ben,
0: Denise, and Michelle, who do you think wins?
1: I think Michelle wins. I do too. I think that Ben is so – un and yeah, I think he's so unlikable at this point by so many people on the, the jury – And you know that they're all talking shit, too, right? Like, Boston Rob doesn't like him. Adam doesn't like him. Jeremy doesn't like him. They're all probably... (laughs) That's a great point. ...doing in the fact that they all hate this dude. Well, not hate him, but just don't like the context of him in the game. So there's no way that he wins. He he is the least likely to win. And, um, yeah, I don't know about Denise at this point. I think she's... She's pretty cranky now. That's funny.
0: That's funny. You mentioned that about everyone disliking Ben. Uh, so he mentions during that second challenge, he says, I haven't received anything from the edge. I've gotten any advantages. <laughs> I've not gotten any tokens. I guess people just like, you know, haven't really grown, gotten been fond of me. It's like, no, dude, yeah. you have pissed off everyone you voted out, which is the exact type of person that receives zero votes at final tribal.
1: Just as he's receiving this penalty on the challenge, too, he's like, "Well, uh, sounds about right that someone would try and fuck me over." <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: that was, I thought that was pretty great. Um, yeah, I love that. So, okay, so so the reason That's that I, wanted, I the reason I wanted to throw out that hypothetical I, yeah. of, of those three of Ben, Denise, Michelle would be basically, okay. yeah, yeah, forcing your hand if of what you think about Michelle and. Playing a game from the bottom and being on the wrong side of essentially every vote—if um, that is actually a more impressive, like survive—I guess that would be the uh, outwit portion.
1: No, I'll outplay. Play. Okay, okay, you're right. Yeah, yeah. So, she has, so she hasn't because she hasn't really voted anyone out.
0: Right, but her out anyone. her outplay—you know, out of ten—is like. 15 out of 10 because despite being with the wrong group every time she's the fucking cockroach that has survived every single time and it's not like yeah. a, a Sandra type game where it's anyone but me it's just has worked out to be everyone but her it's not like she is jumping ship to the other the the bigger alliance to be like okay yeah uh, actually yeah this is when I'm gonna turn on Jeremy like she has never done that I think that despite what initially would seem like a negative on her resume is actually the strongest positive.
1: She did turn on Jeremy though, but just in a very awkward way. That doesn't even count. That was stupid. Gave him. Yeah. She gave him her. I, I don't know. Right. Um, so I mean, I think that, and honestly, like check my Twitter feed from yesterday. I'm a huge, uh, Michelle Stan. I, I loved every minute of her on the screen last she's night. So great, I thought, dude. I think she's I think she is hilarious. She kills me. But um, but in terms of everyone left, like everyone left in the game right now, Ben included, and maybe even whoever comes back from Edge of Extinction, she's played um, the least strategic game because she's never made any moves against anyone. She's always just been a number in the votes. Um, I mean, she's smart when she actually created, tried to create this um thing around Tony, but people are so you know iced in together at this point that um I just knew that wasn't going to happen for her. Like um,
0: if if Sarah somehow smartens up, and if this whole you know blind faith in the Tony Ben. Uh, friendship and alliance is actually a, a smokescreen to the final vote. She yeah. turns, gets Tony out. Then it's some combination of Ben, Denise, her, and Michelle. Dude, I think Sarah or Michelle win. Like it, it I don't see a scenario ever that. where Ben wins. Denise has to be the orchestrator of getting Tony out. Basically basically my point is whoever gets wh- whoever is the one that actually has the balls and flips people on Tony is going to win this season.
1: I think that's a good read. Um, I think, um, I think that's the case, but I don't think that if Michelle does it, that there's as clear of a path because there's a lot that someone can say against her in the final tribal. Definitely. So she would have a pretty epic final tribal, but I mean that kind of is a good segue into, possibly a very very hot take. But what I was gonna say is that is this your I think post-it that, take? Yeah, my post-it take because I was thinking of this too, and I was like, well, what if we get a bitter jury? Right, because some of these people have been out of the game for so long, and they've they ha- haven't starving. even played. yeah they haven't even played with um, you know certain people in the game or really know what they're about. Natalie so doesn't someone,
0: know a third of the cast.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, no, she, she knows probably more like she knows everyone. Cause they've all been voted out now. I but, guess
0: now. Yeah. True.
1: But if someone from the edge doesn't end up in the final, right. Cause that's always a possibility at this point, but Michelle ends up there and they're, they're a bitter jury and they're unhappy with the people who either voted them out or, um, or they just don't really get the game that they played i could see people like natalie like amber maybe even poverty people who've been out of the game for a really long time throwing their votes on michelle as kind of a way to be like well i don't necessarily care who wins because i am not invested in the game at this point okay okay.
0: i agree with you with, with a slight alteration of just that final point you made i think it's more like not i don't care who wins i think it's fuck you, Tony, fuck you, Sarah, fuck you, Ben, fuck you, Denise. You guys played with the major alliance this whole time. And, like, sure, yeah, like, Michelle could have been voted out any given any given vote, any any moment. So I actually respect her for staying out there. So I'm going to vote for her. I think that's more the mentality, not necessarily I don't care yeah. who wins.
1: Well, but, like, Jeremy could easily vote for Michelle. and And, and you're looking at all these people – just like lay in on her with all these fire tokens, right? So all these people are giving her their fire tokens because, you know, she didn't she didn't work against them. She didn't work against any of these people. Right. So right. there's a lot of like thought around the way that they could vote for her. But in this scenario too, because of all the context and all of the conversation that she's had about not deserving her win, and this is this is the hot part of my take, is that if she wins and they gave her this edit and they didn't show her as like a strategic player. She would have the
0: same mentality.
1: She has the same mentality and then she kind of loses and then no one wins. Right. Wow.
0: Okay. (laughs) That's very complex and interesting actually.
1: Well, because you know that people would be so standing Tony and so devastated that, like, if he went into the final, it would be a very Russell Hantz type situation, right? Where they're like, he played the game. Right. He the, did the fans
0: the are fully behind it, but the, the yeah. tribe who is there, the, the tribal vote aren't with it.
1: Yeah, we put our energy into seeing you as the survivor and then the, you know, quote unquote go or person who didn't have that game came out and won. As epic as in, like I actually think that that's kind of a cool alternative, but I think that the reaction would be very, like, similar to uh, her heroes her, versus her, villains. No, her season. Well, maybe even heroes villains. You know, like I, I mean, there would there would be some, and not to say that this isn't going to be the case anyways, but there'd be some type of, you know, fan reaction where people are probably just being assholes, right? Yeah,
0: I mean, that would be very interesting if we like literally come full circle on this bitter jury (laughs) where it's just like, you know, first 10 seasons. It's like, hey, fuck you. You voted me out. I'm not going to vote for you. To then evolving to like, oh, actually, I really respect you for how you played and you figured out a way to get me out. Do that for 20 seasons. We come to Winners at War and it's like, well, or I guess it actually starts with, the original edge of extinction i don't know if you can fully consider that a, a bitter jury but clearly Maybe. chris yeah. was building relationships with the people out on the edge and you know they only get to see i don't know an hour of your 3 day cycle when you're voting people out while they join you at tribal council uh so chris builds all these relationships with everyone out there makes every flawless perfect move that he could possibly make once he wins back from that final edge challenge. And did he sweep? Did he get all the votes?
1: No, no. It was like seven to four, five or something like that. So it was Was that when
0: Schnee Blais got a couple of fucking votes?
1: Uh, no, that's David versus Goliath. Ah, okay, okay. That's Nathan season, But, um... But um, what was I going to say? Oh, when I look at when I even look at the people who are on the jury right now, because there's so many of them, I can immediately name like seven, eight people who would would love to vote for Michelle probably more than anyone. Right. Like poverty, Wendell, Jeremy, uh, Rob, like all these people that you've seen their connection.
0: Right, 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 right.
1: Uh, I just see it – I don't know. I do see it and I see – I just see that kind of unraveling in a way where even though I view it as something really positive, I'd be really stoked if she won. I could see people just being super like, what about our fallen star Tony? He did all of these things. He was up in the trees and yada, yada. But But um, are you
0: sure that poverty would want to vote for Michelle because you you don't think – when she asked him for what was it six fire tokens, and he ends up pulling through and getting them, you don't think that a move like that would throw her to the other side to try to vote for him.
1: I think that it comes down to whether or not the um the specific person uh is more keen on like game strategy and you know what they contributed to the game versus whether they like that person more or like have been personally rooting for that person. Because when you've been out of the game since the fifth day, you're, you're so much less invested in your own game, I guess that you're kind of for other people.
0: Chris Underwood was what the third vote out his season.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He, 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 I think he played 10 days or something like that.
0: And that's honestly why I keep going back to. I, okay. So obviously, we're not like, you know, recapping scene by scene. I actually like this format of discussing the episode and speculating like this more. Um, They make it pretty obvious that it's going to be Natalie or Tyson to come back from the edge, right?
1: Yeah, I don't know though. They always have those red herrings though, right? They do, but this is
0: like way too heavy handed.
1: But they did that with Chris. Like, in Chris's season, he literally had zero edit until the last episode. They weren't even and
0: I would argue Yeah, go ahead. I would argue that this final, you know, twenty minutes of the episode is actually kind of an extension of the finale cuz clearly they're trying to set someone up to have a storyline from the edge when they go back into the main game. Like that's why right. I'm really not counting Natalie out. I think if she gets goes back, she has an immunity idol and is insanely athletic. So if she can if she doesn't win the challenge, the final challenge, she can play an immunity like I am not ruling her out.
1: I want her to go back in so bad because I honestly felt like we were robbed of her being able to season? actually play the game. Yeah, yeah, that's it's and, too bad. And yeah, there has to be a first boot, but next time have it be someone else. <laughs> and she's not even an old
0: schooler. You know, she's she's not from the group that was originally targeted this season.
1: Yeah, yeah, just leave my Natalie Anderson alone for a, a, a little while right even though because she was the first voted out she probably got more airtime than you know other people like Danny or um That's you know point. specific people that yeah amber i literally but, had
0: forgotten yeah. amber was on this season until we got her interview saying she actually enjoys being out on the edge and is going to miss it a little yeah
1: exactly i don't know that just cracks me up and i don't know her and boston rob being out there together is also just so funny to me yeah, I'm like, like who's
0: fucking babysitting back home
1: isn't well i was like isn't this weird for you to just like camp with this i don't i guess that's how they met but like you're a married couple and you're just yeah just living in dirt and not showering together or i don't know <laughs>
0: It is definitely a little weird. Okay, well, let's discuss more of the, the, the rest of the Edge stuff that happens out there. Um, okay. they The first thing we see, actually, is very interesting. We see when Jeremy first gets out there, so this is after he's voted out, and we see how much food they get, and he's, like, stunned. He's like, wait, that little fucking scoop of rice, that's my food for the day? Yeah. Bro, could you survive <laughs> on, like, a scoop and a half of rice?
1: No, that's why these people lose like, like five hundred pounds every time they go out there. They're just oh like, oh my god, ineb- scary. Um, I also loved where they when they were when Jeremy was going through this realization, he was talking so much shit on the edge, and it was literally the next day. I was like, dude, <laughs> dude. he's like, I hate the edge. This place is horrible. Yeah, like this is the worst place I've ever been. And I was like, dude, you've been there for seven eight hours yeah talk to Natalie girl Natalie she's been out there for like a year and a half (laughs) (laughs) oh so brutal you cannot put your bitchy pants on right now you sent all these people here
0: yeah yeah true that is also like they're not going to feel sympathy for you because they've been there longer and you're part of the reason they were sent there
1: yeah yeah (laughs) Uh, so you will see how many of them there are there though too now like
0: it is weird it's honestly weird they need to scrap the edge thing it's like seeing fucking 15 people on the tribal show up every every judy was boring hello then judy discovered com. it's
1: my little escape
0: now judy's the life of the party
1: oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon
0: whoa take it easy judy the Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch-ch-chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Episode, I'm like, <laughs> this is too much. This is too much. Uh, so Yule is the one that goes out there, discovers the, the, the mail that they're about to get an advantage. Everyone just fucking bolts the second that he finishes reading the clue about. It says something like there's a stone throne. And I think, who is it? Uh, Danny thinks it's this rock in the water. And Rob starts following her out there. And Tyson is just like waiting in the the rocks. Then Wendell is like, oh, I fucking know what this is. He takes off for the top of the mountain. He's like, there's this rock up there. Looks like a throne. I got this shit. No one can catch me. Natalie's like, mm-hmm. Oh, you're gonna take a left there? Okay, I know this island. Look like at back of my fucking hand. I've been paying rent here for months. She just waltzes right up to this rock. No one's close to her. Of course, she knows exactly what they're referring to, and she gets the advantage. Uh, more importantly, though, ultimately, this advantage—you know—it it goes through via Nick getting sending eight tokens her way. The disadvantage is on Ben. My point here. Natalie ends the season with 14 fucking fire tokens which is absolutely insane
1: yeah that was so insane when they cut to her hands just like holding all of the the um the tokens I was like, dude what the fuck how 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 do you have so many and that and and people I, I've seen some people just kind of being hard on that too because they're like well does she has all of them she's been out there. She still had to win all those challenges. Yeah, but there's so... Yeah, you're right. There's so many people who were in the exact same position that have zero. So um, your girl is hustling. She's a beast, dude. She's relentless. So she bought
0: three advantages. She bought a jar of peanut butter. She already had an idol that she bought previously. So she actually had more tokens. And then she bought a second idol and shared some of the peanut butter with Tyson. Uh, my question to you: Where did this like Natalie Tyson friendship come from? Was it just like them being on the edge?
1: Uh, I'm guessing so because I didn't know that they were that good of friends either, and I didn't see any previous connection. Maybe it's just the. Sorry, what was that?
0: I didn't see any previous connection with them before this. Yeah, no,
1: I didn't see that. I thought you said I'm losing my connection. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, oh. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I didn't see that either. But I think that maybe she just thinks that he's the most likely to get back in the game because uh, he already did. And, she, you know, she's got to have her her horse in the race being whoever's on the edge because – that's what her whole season has been about, right? she, she really probably in the game.
0: she probably bought herself a final vote from Tyson right there, like that don't you think that's what that exchange was essentially?
1: I think that could be a final vote from tyson um and I think that it's also just the fact that she realizes that if she goes in, she has she can only use one idol, right? she can only use one idol at the final True, um, yeah, whatever, so they'll only let her.
0: They'll, they will. I think she says they will only let her cross over to the main game with one. So like she could have multiple and like give one to someone she wants to save, but they're not letting her do that. Or I'm already talking, you know,
1: like she's I fucking too many out. idols in the game. If she brought if she bought like sixteen, like she can afford over there, right? <laughs> right. True. <laughs> um,
0: okay. So this next topic, I actually. Extension of the previous Sarah discussion. So, we are now, I believe, discussing episode... The second... Going into the second uh, vote. Where Sarah and her crew are basically trying to mislead the smaller alliance of Nick and Michelle. That they're going to vote for Denise. That they are claiming she's at the bottom. And so they're going to try to get rid of her. Okay. So... This is, this is
1: after Jeremy left then
0: after Jeremy leaves after Tony does his spy nest thing and he overlooks the the trio down there and sees like, oh, actually, Denise wants to target me because she's fucking smart and realizes she's on the outs <laughs> and realizes that Tony is going to win with any other two people there. So Denise talks to uh, I think it's I can't remember. I've got it buried in these notes somewhere but she she talks to i think sarah and ben saying like you know maybe this is actually the time to turn on tony we don't want to carry him any farther here okay so uh tony gets the idea like oh maybe voting denise is an actual good thing to do so he starts talking to sarah about that this is my big beef this is why i wanted to bring this segment up there's this moment where sarah is like debating oh should we vote for denise should we vote for nick so this is her, she she lays out the resume for each to kind of like try to make it obvious who she's going to vote for. So that she goes, okay, so yeah, Denise, she slayed the queen, she found an idol, she won two immunities, she's gotten lots of fire tokens from the edge, and she hasn't made anyone mad. So she's like, well, yeah, you know, Denise, really great resume. Let me compare that to Nick, who I actually do end up voting out Here's why he's considered a quote unquote big threat. He won and immunity. He has played from the bottom all season. Everyone loves an underdog story. Yeah, Sarah, you just fucking laid out all the reasons you should vote out Denise and you end up voting for Nick who is the goatiest goat amongst every fucking goat that's ever been in this season.
1: Well, and if you're voting out the person with the biggest resume, it's, Literally neither of them. Right.
0: <laughs> and her, yeah, exactly. Her logic doesn't even play out.
1: Like, clearly you don't care about the resume if, if, if that's the reason why you're voting someone out and it's not Tony. Yes, but, um, exactly. I, I thought that was funny too, how she did that. Um, like, yeah, uh, just...
0: these things aren't equal. If you're putting them on a fucking scale, Denise's weighs that all the way down immediately.
1: I feel like after she said that, the uh, the producer who asked that question was like, "Wait, wait, really? That's that's the reason why?" Nick <laughs> and cut. Uh, <laughs> We're talking about the same
0: Nick Wilson, who you know, this guy who is, yeah, who has fumbled his way through the whole season. You consider that heart, heart,
1: heartthrob of, of the season right now, hot guy. The Island hot, hot guy
0: left? <laughs> <laughs> My Nick. Uh, Yeah, I just, you know, I I have really rooted for Sarah and wanted her to do well. But this episode, despite her being in a power position, by the end, I was just like, Sarah, you're a
1: fucking sheep for Tony. There there was one other point where they showed her being really smart, though, um, that I appreciated them including that and kind of going through the details on it. And that was when she was talking to Ben and her conversation on the side and the confessional was like hey ben is is got to be the person he he feels like he is emotionally attached to being the one in control or needs to be right. making the decisions that that kind of person so i'm gonna have this conversation with ben even though he wants to vote out jeremy but talk to him in a way that it steers him to think that he's deciding for our collective uh uh, uh you know, whatever voting block that we're going to vote out, Nick. So I I, I I agree.
0: I strongly agree. I thought that was really smart. And that is honestly the biggest resume builder for her to be like, yeah, actually all those moves that Ben thought he was being a power player with, I was allowing him and I was kind of like guiding him to make that move. And I was the one pulling the strings, even though he was the face of it. I don't see how she can make that argument as much with Tony, which is why I'm like, okay, Sarah, like at what point are you going to actually fucking turn on Tony? It needs to happen. He did it to you on Kagayan.
1: Yeah. Her and Tony, it's just cool to watch them play because they both have, uh, you know, really obvious ways that they can relate to people or, or understand how to socially manipulate them. Right. So I like seeing that. And and I like that they gave her like a description of what she's doing because you you got to realize that she's probably making stuff like that or having that self-awareness of other people consistently throughout the game in making these decisions, right? Mhm. Totally.
0: Uh okay, so to kind of piggyback off this a little bit, can we talk about Nick's fucking buffoonery of just being a complete idiot in his vote to betray his mini alliance? thinking he will get in with the big alliance, which immediately leads to him being voted out.
1: When I checked to to see where we were at, I I was like, we've got to go back to voting out Jeremy. That is like a monumental monument. Seriously. It definitely changed uh, the game, changed the game. And also, you know, similar to Michelle, I think that, you know, Jeremy was getting that underdog kind of sympathy edit right there because, you know, for the last three weeks, he'd been a direct target, right? Mm-hmm. And just been scraping by by the skin of the ether, you know, the Tony's bald hair, head. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, with uh, with the whole Nick thing, that was pretty ridiculous, right? Because you know he had such a bad the best opportunity to not only like put himself in a position where he's controlling his game a little bit more which he you don't you can't think that he completely has been because he's been really voting in a direction that tony's been telling him to totally um but then also just a shift in that major alliance that they have uh happening right now in the you know tony ben sarah right like would have loved to see ben skedaddle uh and You know, that still leaves two really big players in that alliance, but at least it it leaves a more dynamic, uh, you know, situation left with who's actually in the game at that point. Right. I
0: mean, just such poor uh, long term, not even, you know, long term thinking, but because there's not very long left, but just seems so obvious to us sitting on the couch but I guess you know he kind of admits after he gets voted out, like he was deceived by the majority alliance thinking he was with them. I don't know. Really, really poor play to turn on Jeremy there, though.
1: Yeah, it was pretty amateur, honestly, in terms of, yeah, to turn on Jeremy right there. That was really because you have to think, you know, when you're counting out the numbers, you know, where do you want to go and who do you see is tighter together? I think, yeah, and and, and I also loved how directly after that, Michelle says literally what we're all thinking and just says, dude, where do you see your path to the end in this? How do you see that move putting you in a position to actually get to the the end? Because you can't win.
0: Yeah, totally agreed. agreed. I, I just don't see how he thought voting Jeremy out because like who has he been working with all season like you can see that this trio of ben saratoni sidebar denise is like incredibly strong and have been working together for a while how do you see yourself fitting in there as this like late addition obviously you're going to be on the bottom of the totem pole it just yeah like you said really amateur move
1: maybe he thought he was the go I don't know yeah it'd be interesting to and or maybe he just I think that he might have just been out played in terms of you know the people that he's working with and the way that they're viewing the game or the things that they're saying to him and you've honestly said that since like the very first one of these podcasts that we did this season but um it was it gonna seemed- happen eventually there's yeah different tiers of of uh skill going on here for sure Uh, But that was bad. Could it easily just like switch the whole game up right there?
0: I know. And then go to the
1: the final next week. It would would have been anyone's game. But now it's like it feels a little bit more uh, drawn out, right? A little more
0: predictable because of it. It would have definitely thrown a bigger wrench in the mix. But I mean, my default for these things is always like when you fuck up something obvious, it's like you're – starving out there you're, you're not thinking straight so it's hard to 100% blame him and I'm sure he's kicking himself hard watching this back but it just seemed at the time like such an easy decision to not vote out to like stick with this group that you've been with like seven eight people was still too early to flip
1: well and they they also he also doesn't see what we're seeing where literally if he didn't get immunity then they all would was have going to be out. Their that on one anyway so yeah
0: Okay, well, let's talk about those two challenges. Uh, The first one, they got to like throw this ball and run through an obstacle course and grab it and then go do a puzzle. Not Michelle's forte. Nick ends up winning that. (laughs) And then the next one, the placing these like domino pieces to knock over and hit the gong at the end. They did that exact challenge on Game Changers or Second Chances, whatever. One of the ones that we just uh, rewatched. And... One person, I think, on that season actually like puts it down and, and you know knocks him over, but it doesn't reach the final gong because you only had a finite amount of pieces. The difference with this one is I think everyone had more than enough pieces to get there. It was just a matter of how far you distance them. And to Nick's credit, Ben would have won easily because he was placing his last piece while also having to do 30% more when Michelle knocks over and wins it. So, hey, tiniest, slightest bit of props to Nick for actually nailing who he should have uh, put this penalty on.
1: But the the interesting thing on that, too, is that if Ben wins, then Mick, Nick might not have gone home, right? Because everyone was, um like, on Michelle.
0: Likely more to be Michelle. Yeah, good point.
1: But, I mean, that's also you know an alternate universe so it's hard to looking (laughs) looking in hindsight yeah Um, And, and want to put it on the person who you're not with but most likely to to win right
0: right and then you know biggest of all time shout out to our girl michelle for just fucking nailing that second challenge win in the most dire of situations and i like that it's It has an athletic element to it And that you know You have to high step Around The uh, Obstacles To get to it But it's more Puzzle-y And like balance You know Based than actual Pure raw athleticism Um, so big, big fucking shout out to Michelle for killing it. And then she, you know, does her little dance there and she does her little dance on the 50, 50 (laughs) idol dude. She fucking killed this
1: episode when she did her dance. I love that too. And then, um, (laughs) and then when she, uh, when she goes to get the immunity and she's like, oh, oh, no, one's clapping. (sighs) (sighs)
0: And they're like, oh, 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 we're supposed to clap now. Sorry, we didn't know. It's like, fuck you guys. You guys are all pissed she won. I love she,
1: that. She's so tight. I honestly, I I, I love her. She's so funny.
0: Um, but, I don't know. Any Anything else that stands out about this episode that you want to discuss? I think we we hit every of the big notes my I wanted to chat about.
1: That I love Michelle, too. This, this line that she said where she was like, I needed this immunity. Like a fish needs water. Like you need a blue button down in khakis. Oh, (laughs) like
0: all time. Classic instant meme from Michelle on that one. That was great.
1: Yeah. That was just like, boom, roasted. Gotcha. Bitch. (laughs) Yeah.
0: There's nothing he could even retort and say back to it. I loved it.
1: Yeah, that was great.
0: Um, Um, OK, so oh. l- let's let's do some superlatives slash, uh, you know, predictions. OK. OK. Given the edit we saw, given the, you know. Advantages with the fire tokens, who do you think is coming back from the edge?
1: Um. Yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty clearly Natalie, given all of that. Yeah, she has the best opportunity to come back.
0: I would not be surprised Natalie Tyson or Jeremy. Those are my 3 that I'm putting out there.
1: Yeah, I think that it it really depends and yeah, obviously this isn't the question, but it depends on uh like what the advantages mean, right? Cuz True. I know, assume if, it's going to be
0: something like, you know, you don't have to do this section or, you know, you don't have to uh, unbury. You know, pull out some puzzle pieces that are buried, like they did last time. Like it'll be just yeah. a quick thing, but there'll still be the equalizer puzzle at the end.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think that if there's that equalizer, then yeah, Jeremy is in a much better place. But uh, yeah, I think that that it 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 depends on the advantages that they get because there's a lot of people who are going in there without any advantage um, in the challenge. Honestly, I think that um, even given the edit, I think strong with Natalie, I think that they've set that up. And again, I think that could be a red herring, but um, I think that she's gotten the best edge edit, which is by far, yeah, makes sense because she's been there for. um, But I think Rob also has been getting a really uh, beneficial edit. Obviously, he's a fan favorite. They're not going to leave him on the cutting room as much, but they're showing him, you know gathering the coconuts when he doesn't need to or you know highlighting him in uh amber relationship or any any and being strategic and getting the the tokens before everyone else on that that other scavenger hunt
0: <laughs> no yeah, you're right that, that yeah. kind of uh, and, and he gets a segment mentioning that he bought an immunity idol way long ago too
1: yeah and i think that uh, it would be interesting to have either one of those back in the game and see how that might shift the power dynamics.
0: All right. So given that both of us pretty much universally agree that if Tony makes final three, he will win who ranks second, who, who is up there. That's like Tony's out. This person gets to the final three. They are a for sure
1: winner. So of the people left in the game, it's uh Tony Sarah, Michelle, Denise Ben in in that order, as like a pecking order, so which, you said
0: Sarah too yeah i'm I'm with that
1: Sarah too, um I don't I think that there's still a lot to play into whether or not that's the case, right? because maybe Michelle does go to the end with Sarah, but has just a really epic final episode, which is really. Um, what she did in her season she just crushed it at the end and and um that's Push where your she... hand
0: all in and see what happens
1: Yeah no she she uh she came out and, and uh and played really hard at the end and i think that that, that can make a difference too so Okay um, I think it's one of those three uh obviously throwing my heart in on Tony at this point but if it's not him then i think it's one of those Girls and I think that um I'd be happy with either scenario, right? I'm in lockstep, man. I, I, I think Sarah, but <laughs> I think I think Sarah,
0: Michelle, Denise, Ben. I, I i just don't see any scenario where Ben gets votes. Okay, episode MVP. I already said Michelle, you gotta pick something else, bro.
1: Oh well I this would be the third week in a row that I picked Tony, so Tony Vlachos. Obviously i do that, right?
0: Yeah, I can respect it. I mean he we finally we, got, we him- got
1: In the in the Spy Shack, yeah. We got a nest, reveal man. for the Spy Shack. Yeah. I loved we, it. He was he orchestrated both vote outs, right? Um Right.
0: And and we're not getting even the, the Kagayan final episodes where he was like flipping on people in his own alliance just to prove he was strong or just to prove that he would be on the right side of every vote. Like he is actively going out there and being like, no, this is the person we're voting out tonight. Like he, he's not betraying his big numbers. He is still dwindling the small numbers and he's being strategic about it.
1: Yeah. Well I mean he did flip on his big alliance and they forgave him immediately. That is the craziest part. Right. Like, yeah. That is wild. That is so wild. He they were just like, oh uh all right, no harm, no foul. I guess it
0: was <laughs> uh well I am incredibly excited for our three hour extravaganza next, next Wednesday and curious to see how they pull it off with the, the zoom element.
1: Yeah, me too. I'm curious to see that also being at my uh, parents here, they watch the voice. So I got to see Ah, uh, that on zoom and it is awkward. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah. I also want to mention we are not going to be done with the Survivor Pods after the finale next week. Uh, Hunter and I are going to try to throw up some season recaps. Our first one we've got lined up is with my boy Ben from Tea Time Pod. We're going to do Heroes vs. Villains. So the Survivor content will keep going through the quarantine. We're excited about that. All right, let, let me hear it. Who is your prediction to be the winner of Total Madness? or Not Total Madness, wow. I am all over the place that is, of uh, winners
1: at war. Uh, Tony Vlachos, baby. Tony. I, T- Tony. I don't know. That's a different Tony, right?
0: It could be Tony time next Wednesday. I'm going to go out on a limb though. And I'm going to say Michelle wins this. She somehow gets Tony out and is there with either Sarah or Ben or Denise, some combination or maybe she even ends up bringing someone from the edge out there with her. But
1: do you think she makes fire?
0: She, I think she might have to, that might be the only way that she actually gets into that final group.
1: uh, Say it it
0: again. Uh, What would you say after that? Do you think, do you
1: think? Sorry. do, Do you think that Michelle makes fire?
0: I think that might be the only way that she can guarantee she gets into the final three.
1: Yeah. that. I mean, I would be surprised if she was just some epic fire maker, but I could see it. I think that they should all be really good at that at this point. By I not, don't want to see yeah. any tears this season of someone who doesn't know how to make fire <laughs> at that
0: point. Yeah, I agree with or that. Yeah, No more don't, crying don't,
1: about... Don't, uh, don't tell the camera that you don't know you know how important it is at that point right
0: that's a good point no no more crying about (laughs) not being able to make fire you have no excuse yeah
1: all right well with that said to you damn
0: we will see you next week for the final episode of winners at war i'm excited hunter until next time my friends Rotten coconut podcast we out